Welcome to another edition of the Tech Post, brought to you in association with the Limerick Post newspaper and Limerick City Community Radio. Tech Post is sponsored by the IE Domain Registry, who handle all .ie domain registries in Ireland, and go to www.wear.ie for more information. And joined once again by Dave the Don O'Neill. Dave, how are you doing? It's been a long time. It's been a while. We've uh, we've had a small bit of a break, but uh, we're back and we've loads to go through as normal. Uh, so, Dave, the last time we talked, we left off talking about uh, the Apple Vision Pro headset. Oh, yeah. And I got a good few people in who got in touch with me after the show who kind of, I think we probably could have given it almost an entire show on its own. Mm. Um, the main kind of question I was getting from people was like, what is this used for? Is it just like a gaming headset? Is it like AR, VR, or just to watch movies? Or what? what's it for? And I suppose there's a bit of confusion about what the Vision Pro is actually going to be. And in simple terms, it's everything <laughs> from from what i can kind of boil it down to really um this is a computer on your head it's like actually wearing a mac on your head because it is the m2 chip inside in it full screen um it has eye tracking and the actually one one of the other questions i had in it was people were talking about this virtual keyboard that comes up in front of you mm-hmm. thinking that you would be kind of typing a la minority reports type thing but no the actual the typing on it is going to be on the, on the virtual keyboard. The typing is going to be done by looking at the letter and clicking your fingers together, kind of tapping your thumb and your finger together, which is not great for typing. You're not going to write a novel on it. It's primarily going to be voice driven, I think, for any kind of input, any kind of text input into it. So I think they're, they're really hoping that it's going to be like kind of a, a Siri activated stuff. But in, ter- in terms of usage, it can be used for absolutely everything. And funny enough, I actually saw somebody recently, uh, they managed to boot up Windows 95 inside it. Wow. <laughs> in an emulator. <laughs> 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 Why you'd want to do that, I don't know. But, mm. uh, or maybe it was XP, I can't remember which one it was, but it was, it was one of the two anyway, okay. uh, inside, an, inside an emulator inside it, which... Um, some people ask, why do people do that? And it's just for the fun of it, just to show that they can. But anyway, um, this device is going to be something that you use for everything, whether it's video conferencing, whether it's uh, writing an email or replying to an email, um, reading websites. Uh, it's probably going to be quite good for content creators uh, where you're kind of manipulating things with your hand and kind of picking and dragging and dropping like if you were doing video production, something like that. Or, right. or but like one of the things that, that I, I was talking about the virtual keyboard there a minute ago and that like typing on screen is possible but hard. But you can still use your own Bluetooth keyboard and Bluetooth mouse or trackpad if you want to for input as well. So mm. if you have that on the desk in front of you, Think of the Vision Pro as something that's going to be 
a, a huge screen that you, you you're like it, you see through to your environment anyway. So you could have multiple big screens in front of you with different things on them. And you can also then use your keyboard and mouse. So the Vision Pro is your is your displays and you can use a normal keyboard and mouse for your text input into it anyway. So that means that if you did have like, say, the Apple Pencil and a trackpad or something like that, or one of those drawing pads, uh, back in the day, they were the, the Wacom tablets. I don't know if you remember those. I don't, no. Yeah, so um, they were the... They were the um, I'm going back a good while now, actually. They were they were the input mechanism of of choice for um, designers. Any kind of uh, anybody oh, doing? Yeah. No, I think I know artists. what you mean now. Yeah. I, I think I do. Yeah, yeah. Any artists that were doing any kind of drawing, mm-hmm. uh, you had your tablet and your pen. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the effectively, the Vision Pro is a full computer mm-hmm. that is going to be able to do absolutely anything you want. So. That's it in a nutshell. It's, mm. uh, but it's, but definitely, if anybody has any other questions about it, um, I, w- I would advise going just watching the watching the keynote again where they dis- where they introduced it because uh, there's so much inside there uh, and so many things they they demoed on it. And I think when this is actually hit to market, which we're still a year away from that um, mm. over here in Europe, anyway, it's going to be early next year in the US. And we are on a quick run into the end of the year, Dave. It's not, we don't have much left. It's not at all. The, the year is flying by. Uh, so uh, yeah, when it hits, I think there's going to be some really, really interesting stuff coming out on that. So anyway, that is just a quick update on the Vision Pro. Uh, let's move on, Dave. I want to talk, and this is a segment we do quite often, uh, but I want to talk a bit about scams. And oh, yeah. um, the yeah. the different uh, the different things that are going on at the moment. Now I have I have two stories. So first one anyway is uh, someone got in contact with me to tell me that they were looking online and they did a search for Dunn stores, um, some sort of like uh, Dunn's dresses or Dunn's online dresses that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they got to a website which looked identical to Dunn's. And I mean, really, really looked like they had gotten to the Dunn Stores website, but the URL was wrong. And they actually placed an order for something and obviously paid for it, but (laughs) you're not going to get anything. Um, And uh, this has been reported. Um, Dunn's are aware of it. And there's been, I'm, I'm sure a few hosting providers have gotten takedown notices on different websites as well. Uh, but the moral of the story there is anyway to um, be very careful. This this thing appeared up as like a, an ad in Google, like a sponsored site. Mm-hmm. So it did look very legit. And when you went to it, it was done perfectly. Like it was done and operated exactly like a normal store. Uh, but there was, there was multiple ones inside there. They were all at different URLs. And uh, this uh, listener got caught anyway with this. So the moral there or the takeaway is to look carefully at the URL bar, look at what the name of the website is that you're on and make sure it's the correct one. Absolutely. And, you know, when it comes to Google ads, not all of them are vetted, you know. No, they're not. You know, even on the the homepage of Google, you place a search, you see a sponsored listing for it. Mm. It might not be the real site. Like there's so many phishing sites out out there. So, 
You know, I'd, I'd uh, scroll down until you find the actual listing. Look for duns.ie or dunstores.ie yeah. and click on that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So always be sure you're getting to the right one. Be very, very careful about the URL bar. Yeah. Um, I've, I've and noticed... in particular your banking websites too. Correct, correct, exactly, yeah. yeah. So like um, I, got a, I got an email in from AIB. I think they've been sending this to um, a lot of their, um, all of their customers recently, which is kind of like it's great that they're being proactive now and sending out this kind of stuff. And like one of the one of the, the top ones that they highlight is that people set up dummy websites to advertise not only goods but like investment opportunities, and all of that, especially the investment, the financial ones, are always kind of like high rates, high returns, uh, crypto opportunities, all that kind of stuff. And they all look like they're they're using genuine companies, but again. Like one of the things that that actually annoys me over the last few years is a lot of the browsers, like say Chrome and Firefox and Safari, that they, especially on mobile, they do this thing where they're they're hiding the URL bar, as in it just shows you the name that that you're on, but it's not actually showing you the full URL yep. at, that you're at. You're right, and I don't like that because it's it's taking away a, a valuable visual thing that people can use for validation of the site that they're on. Mm-hmm. And I like it's the first thing, the very second I go to any computer and set up any any browser, the first thing I do is go into the settings inside the browser and make sure it shows me the full URL of anything I'm on. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know whether I'm on the right website or not. Everybody's prone, no matter whether you're um, just a normal user or a high tech person, you're, you're prone to clicking on the wrong link every so often. So, um, And that, that kind of leads me to Something that's semi-related there. Um, you know um, when you see the word secure beside the URL in yes. Google Chrome? Yes. They're changing that. Are they? They are. Right. They what are. are they going to change it to? Uh, probably just a check mark of some sort, but not the word secure, because it does give the wrong idea. And that's where this ties in. Because any phishing website could have you know, an SSL cert where... Chrome or whatever browser mm. would say the word secure. It doesn't mean it's the real deal. Yes, exactly. And yeah. it's misleading. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because secure, like the SSL sort of thing is like, it, there's, there's free ones out there you can get. Anyone can get one. And yeah. yeah, so no matter who you are, it just means that your data is encrypted, but it doesn't mean that you're on the legitimate mm-hmm. website. So yep. they, they, yeah, they, they are going to have to do something about that anyway and kind of change the wording or change yeah. what it's... Uh, like maybe maybe they'll go with the whole um, Facebook and uh, Twitter, sorry, X thing <laughs> of, of like verified, a verified tick beside things, and then they'll charge people to get the verified tick, right? Yeah. So so that's like that. That's one of the big things they do is setting up dummy websites. So make sure mm-hmm. you're on the right URL, and if you're unsure, ask, find someone in the same house, or get in touch with someone, mm-hmm. ask them. Get the what they call a second opinion on it. Right. Uh, make sure. Um, and when that, it comes to investment opportunities, if it sounds like it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. You can be sure of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, like, big thing anyway, make sure you're on the correct website mm-hmm. um, and make sure that, uh, well, I suppose that's, that, that is the main thing. Make sure you just check the URL, make sure you're in the right mm-hmm. spot um, that you got to it and, and check where you're coming from, uh, whatever, if it's, a, if it's an advert. Um, check the link in the advert as well before you click on it. Right, one of the other things, one of the other scams that's out there anyway that, that's been uh, highlighted by AB is um, 
what, what they say is the lovely person you met online convinces you not only of their affection, <laughs> but of their sudden illness. Oh, <laughs> and there's still people getting caught with this these days. Really? They'll, they're like, suddenly they'll need ex medical expenses mm -hmm. or an airfare to come over and meet you, all this stuff. Don't send money to people you haven't met because chances are like, okay, it might be a legit person, mm -hmm. but we're talking about one in 10,000 would be legit. The rest of them yeah, are. That's like catfishing, right? Yes, and, um, exactly. Yeah. You know, you ever see the uh, catfish TV show that was yes. on MTV, right? Yeah. And one of the biggest, like, you know, red flags for me is like none of them video chatted. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They That's never a came big on. Red yeah. Flag. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They always had some excuse as uh -huh. to why they couldn't come oh, on. They video. didn't have a phone or. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Means. My camera yeah. is broken yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, amazing how your camera's broken for how many months of the year. Right. <laughs> right. Um, right. Another one anyway is somebody pretending to be um, a bank employee mm -hmm. um, calls or texts you about a problem with your account and they want to move your money to a safe account. That kind of thing. <laughs> right. Hang up. Hang up straight away. Uh, it's like an episode of phone jacker. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. Uh, nobody is going to contact yeah. you about that mm -hmm. at all. So definitely. And, and the same is true for like people will ring you pretending to be from Apple or Microsoft and say that they've detected something wrong with your computer. Oh yeah. They don't have anybody going around detecting that kind of stuff. They have no, no. department that goes out no. there and like finds out there's something wrong with your computer and then rings you to tell you. So again, immediately just hang up, hang up the phone straight away. And the last one then is, um, well, this is kind of, I'm going to merge these two, these two together into one. So one, um, and this happens quite often uh, myself, I see it on a daily basis in business, is you'll get an email in pretending to be from someone in the company. Mm -hmm. So it could be from your boss um, or a senior person in the organization, a manager yeah. saying that you need uh, that they've done a deal with some supplier and they want you to transfer money straight away to uh, this account and they'll give you the account details. And it looks as though it's coming from somebody in your organization. They'll have done their homework quite well yeah. and have the names right. They might have the, the email address very, very close to your real email address. So things like like registering a domain with an L instead of an I, something like that, so that it looks very, very similar. They'll, they, again, they'll try and get you to send it to someplace else. But it's not just that, they, they can actually just spoof um, a real email address and it's easy to yes. do. So they could yeah. be the, the head honcho of the company and they might by chance send it to the accountant in the company who handles the finances. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and check the reply to address as well, that if mm. you hit reply, um, see where it's going back to. Don't just right. hit reply and send. Again, like what we were saying earlier on with the URL bar, yeah. always check if you're about to send an email, always check the address it's going to mm -hmm. because... What comes into you might look like the real address, but when you hit reply, it could be to some weird random Gmail address. Correct. So always make sure you check that as well. Mm -hmm. And it's not just saying to transfer money, but there could be fake invoices coming in as well. Mm -hmm. So again, double check, always double check, double check with someone else in the company, or if it's looking as though it's coming from a supplier, uh, double check, ring the supplier on the phone number that you know is correct, not the one in the email, ring the supplier, double check if if it's correct, if the invoice is correct, or if you've been instructed like saying, oh, we've recently changed our bank 
I know, I know this happened a lot, you know, like with the different banks that were closing down in Ireland. Kind of yeah, like the EBA, KBC, uh, KBC, KBC, Ulster Bank yeah, last yeah, year, yeah. Yeah, that um, the, the scammers were taking advantage of that, of sending mm. stuff out saying, oh, because KBC is closing, uh, we're now uh, moving everything, our, our accounts over, so please update our bank details you have on file to us to this. And then and we've, somebody... Um, we've heard about real people getting caught with this. Yes, correct, yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other story then I wanted to talk about was uh, something that happened to me whereby, um, and, and I kind of looked it up online to see what was happening here. So I actually ended up getting a payment from someone mm. or, like that I didn't recognize. It just came in. I didn't know who it was and a payment in by Revolut. I'm not sure the exact details of how the, the, the scam works, if it was a scam, but you'll get things like people will uh, pay you and then they'll come along and say, oh, I wasn't meant to do that. Can you refund me to this other address or buy this other mechanism? And then once you do that, then they um, initiate a, a kind of a, a recall. Yeah, a recall on mm. it and say that uh, like they paid you for something that you didn't send it to them. That kind of thing. They'd put a report, a, a complaint in against you mm. and the money will go back. But um, so there's that. that's something that you have to be very aware, of, especially with Revolut anyway. Yeah, Revolut and PayPal and yes. well, all of them really, really yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So be careful if you get money in from someone you don't know. Um, if you get a request to refund it back, check into it first. Talk to someone in the if bank. If you're going to refund it back, <coughs> refund it to the original sender. Do yeah. not send it yeah. to another account. Yeah. So I've been checking up. When this happened, I've been checking up on it and um, I started reading about it. And, and this is a legitimate, there is scams out there. Um, they'll typically make uh, larger amounts of payments to you, like a, lar- a large sum. Um, and then ask it to be like refunded by credit card or by PayPal or something like that. And then query the original one. So then you've no recourse on that. Uh, but anyway, um, th- this one with me, it, 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 it ended up actually being a legit person paying me anyway. I just, mm. they just weren't in my contacts, but it was a legit payment that came into me. But I did go reading up about it before I, with the very second I saw it, I had to go checking and I was like, right, this is possibly a scam. But it ended up being real, so I was lucky on that one. So that's the that's our uh, update on our scams section. Anyway, any other any other bits of information, Dave, or any solid advice across the board? There, no, I don't have anything else to add at this time. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as uh, different things happen, as soon as we we're aware of them, we will keep you posted here on you the betcha. check post and uh, let you know and keep you up to date. And again, if you have any queries on that or if anything happened to you or if you have any stories, we'd love to hear your stories as well. Uh, so send them in to us at techpost at limerickpost.ie. Right, let's move on, Dave, to, uh, I mentioned it there a while ago, X. <laughs> X. Uh, so uh, Twitter has rebranded to X. It has, <laughs> it has. And you know, it's funny, X redirects to twitter.com. X.com goes to twitter.com instead yeah. of going to, you know, instead yeah. of being the opposite. I wonder if they're know, having yeah. a little bit of trouble switching everything over yeah. there. But I, uh, and, yeah. And it's something, when you go to some of the support articles on mm-hmm. it, like they talk about this and then they say, yeah. uh, if you're having problems, uh, get in touch with us here and tweet at us and all this yeah, stuff. So yeah. they're still like. Some I, of the language hasn't been changed yeah. over. Yeah. I just, I, I know the, the, the plan Mr. Musk has is yeah. to make X an everything app. Right. If you're familiar with things like WeChat over in China and everything, yeah. like that's used for messaging, uh-huh. banking, yeah. shopping, 
uh, what else? Uh, everything, payments, you name it. Um, it. It's got everything inside in it. I right? don't think it'll work. Um, I. It's it's grand if you've something like that and it's being used in a country that can support that closed system. Mm-hmm. Correct, it'll yeah. work there. But if you've got something like that and and it's part to, of the culture over there too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, if you go and do something like that and you want it to be international and cross borders, how are you going to have it so that it can be like? Uh, Okay, he might be able to like integrate something like PayPal into it. He might be able to integrate something like WhatsApp into it. But I can't see it being this everything app that he wants, Mm because how is it going to handle? It's a very complex thing to do to uh, get it, uh, get it, having it handle so much, especially e-commerce. Now, then again, we're talking about a man who has seemingly endless funds for different things like this. So, yeah, yeah. He's um, not going to go broke, but... Um, no, he's not, no. But um, I but, just but can't... But when you think yeah. about it, though, every every enterprise that he has... I yeah. mean, he was involved with PayPal from the very Correct. beginning, Correct, that's right? where he made his kind of... Mm. Yeah, a lot but, of his money. But he's, you know, he's obviously the uh, the owner of Tesla mm-hmm. um, and uh, SpaceX. SpaceX, yeah. Um, and um, the Boring Company. All of them are very niche. <laughs> yeah. They are, yeah. This is something like obviously he's got ambition, but this is something completely, you know, off mm. the walls for him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is definitely. I, I just I don't like the brand. I just I think it's it's like like no one's going around saying like send, X send, this, baby. Yeah, send, send me an X. <laughs> like no, I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I got a few X's earlier on. It's kind of I don't I, know. I'm that sounds a bit weird. I'm just glad he didn't change retweet to re X. It's actually just changed to repost. Repost, is yeah. it? All right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say, in the last few months, my interaction on Twitter has been almost nil. I think I went on it one day to check something like a match score or something like that. I, I don't know why. It's just, it, it just doesn't have any attraction to me anymore. I don't go looking at anything on it anyway. It's, it is it like. It's not. It's not great anyway in terms of mental health. What what, what <laughs> yeah. you see what you see on it is pretty uh, toxic in my view. Anyway, yeah, well, uh, it depends but, where you're looking. But yeah. Um, yeah, look, I go on it sometimes. Mm. And me, I'm I'm more of a reader than a tweeter or an yeah. extra or whatever. Yeah, but there yeah. you go. Mm. And and like following on from that anyway, um, the, the threads, uh, Facebook or what do you call it, Meta's um, yeah. attempt yeah. to to take over in in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Apparently. Apparently, like, okay, I, I know in the, in the first, like, whatever, few weeks, they had so many million yeah. people. Apparently, the interaction and usage on it is massive, massively declined. Yep. Like, over a third of people have mm-hmm. stopped using it now. Um, I haven't yet heard, like, the different people who talk about it on, on podcasts and things like that. I haven't heard anybody give any good reviews on it yet, really. Yeah. Nobody seems to like it. Well, so. some people say, no, no, there's some positives. Some people say that, uh, ec- or sorry, what's it called again? Threads. Uh, threads is exactly what Twitter, or not Twitter, but um, what Instagram should be. That, oh, right, that okay. Threads is better for photography than Instagram itself. Really? That's what some people yeah. are saying. Look, everyone's going to have I'm a sure different take, right? about Instagram now anyway because yeah. you know, they're finding the content you want. These things keep on pushing more and more stuff you don't want mm-hmm. into your feed. Oh, yeah. And that is becoming a big issue with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, I think they're, they're, they've gone over that tipping point. You know where there's a tipping point where everybody will kind of like accept X amount of ads or Y amount of pop-ups, things like that. Mm-hmm. Once you go over it, 
then you just get mass exit. Uh, Frustration. So, yeah. yeah. And I think what they've done with all these different social medias, the amount of advertising into it is ruining it. And of course, I don't know. It's, it's just as though like the the advertising people pu- pushing stuff at you more and more and more. Mm. And I, they don't seem to know where the limit is. And, and like even with podcasts, I listen to an awful lot of podcasts and I really, really, I hate the trend that's going on now with podcasts mm. where the advertising inside in it is gone absolutely bonkers where like product placement inside in it or where it is a sponsor and they will talk about the sponsor for roughly three minutes in yeah. the middle of the podcast mm-hmm. and they might have two to three sponsors per podcast. So right. in a 40 in a minute feed, 10 minutes of it is talking about sponsored uh, stuff and th- like that. Like, Grant, when you're watching TV and yeah, you might be watching a half hour program and there might be four minutes of ads in it, but each ad is kind of like 15 to 30 seconds long. At 60 at most, yeah. Yes, and that is that is kind of a person's limit. That's a human's so. limit for yeah. watching something. And I, if I know that there's an ad coming up and it's 50, 15 seconds long, I'm not going to reach my phone to, uh, to fast forward it. But some, the podcasts that, that do these two minute product placement ads, I immediately pick up the phone and just hit like the, my forward button uh, a couple of times to skip past it. So mm. what they've done is the exact opposite of what they should be doing. They've, right. they've made me want to, and if I'm walking, I'll just like tell Siri, fast forward two minutes and get the last 10 seconds of the advert and that's mm-hmm. it. So that's, yeah, yeah that, that's... Uh, it's the same with YouTube videos. They're doing the same thing. Correct. They've gone mm-hmm. overboard. Well, I won't go into the fact that some, some platforms are... Uh, making podcasts exclusive to them, which goes against the whole ethos of, of uh, podcasting. podcasting yeah, indeed. Yeah. So uh, I won't go into that anyway. We'll leave that for another day because we have to talk about Galaxy Unpacked. Ooh. All right. So the main uh, part of the show, the main reason we're here, Galaxy Unpacked, all the stuff that happened quite recently there at their uh, 2023 uh all what right. do you call it? Event. Let's unpack Event. it. Right. So the start one was the Z Flip 5. Z. Z. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Just as I said it, I knew you were going to correct me, but it's a Z Flip 5. I think it uh, sounds weird when people say like Z. Galaxy Z or yeah. Galaxy Z. It, yeah. it just sounds weird to me. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I grew up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Z's dead, baby. Z's dead. What <laughs> film is that from, Dave? Come on. What film is that from? <laughs> You're really asking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> English mother. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, fiction. Right. Okay. So the Z Flip Five. Here you right. Go. Okay. Now, Can't on the face the of it, fifth on, generation. Yeah, yeah, on the face of it, right? The the, the two fold fold screen uh, fold phones that they mm. that they um, introduced or revealed, and on the face of it, it kind of seemed as though there wasn't much changes, mm. but. I think in terms of usability, I think they probably are dramatic enough changes. Um, So the main thing anyway on the uh, Z Flip 5, which is the small one that's kind of like a normal phone that folds in half. Yeah. Right. Kind of your clamshell phone like the old Motorola's. Right. Um, The front screen when it's closed is now a 3.4 inch screen. So Mm -hmm. it makes it much, much more usable. Uh, in terms of like the different widgets and the information, because I think it was something like a 1.9 inch screen oh, on the was previous that small one. small before, okay. Yeah, it was very, very small. To getting it up to a 3.4, it's actually, it seems 
to me that that would make it a very, very usable phone in closed mode, hmm. that you could do an awful lot on that. And the design of the widgets that they were doing seemed to be well thought out. Yeah. The different things that come up and you can flick through them very, very easily. So I think that's that alone is quite a dramatic change on it in terms mm -hmm. of usability. And I think that that would be a good reason to upgrade. But one of the better reasons to upgrade is the hinge, right? So the okay. redesign of all the hinges that they showed are like the, 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 the phones now fold flat. Before they folded, a bit of a there, was, there was a bit of a curve, curve. in around in the, in the thing where the hinge wasn't like both sides of the of the phone when it was folded weren't fitting flat between each other. They weren't flush, so, right? Yeah, flush, that's the word. Mm -hmm. So with this new redesigned hinge, uh, it seems stronger, mm -hmm. um, better to hold the phone open at different angles when it's right. opened. And it because the um, because because of the fact that they close together, I would say they're probably a lot better in terms of uh, getting rid of dust egress into it. Um, so it's going to be, um, it, it's just going to be a better rating really for uh, splashes or dust anyway, right. um, because it's closing together. So better seal on it. And the Snapdragon 8 processor in both of those. Right. Anyway, right. Yeah. So I think this is, uh, now I will say, and the others on the wrong or the bad side of it is it's the same cameras as the four. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. It's the same battery, mm -hmm. it's seemingly as the four. It's probably better software management. The battery probably you might be able to eke a bit more out of it if the software and the battery management is better. Well, it would depend on the CPU, yeah. Yeah. And the screen draw as well. Like mm. that three point four inch screen is going to draw more power than the one point nine. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see where where you get to on that. But um, there's more storage as well on the base models as well. Um, but the like the, the crease on the screen, you can't get away from it every time they open it up. I still see that crease all the time. Yeah, um, so I was going to ask about that. Since yeah. it now folds flat and yeah. flush, yeah. is that going to make that crease a bit more noticeable? No, because internally when it closes, mm -hmm. even though the, the hinge is allowing everything to... Uh, the two sides of the phone to mm -hmm. to uh, meet and become flush. The internally where that crease is, you still get the rounded. You still kind of get crease. the rounded right. part inside, and so it's okay. kind of given more room to allow that that it doesn't fold. Okay. Uh, as in, like, yeah. kind of absolutely, like, make an edge along it, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think so, that would be yeah. stressful, very yes, stressful. It would, right. yeah. yeah. But it's the same screen as the four, anyway, um, and as I say, same cameras as the four. But okay. I just think overall. Z Flip Five is a a good a good option. Um, nine 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 dollars. Don't know what it is over here yet, but expect it to be in around that ballpark of kind of like the twelve hundred euros, maybe yeah, twelve thirteen hundred euros. Um, and then onto the Z Fold Five, mm. and that has a brighter internal screen. Okay, I think it's seventeen hundred nits or something. I think I saw on that. Um, it's up anyway. So apparently it's much better. So this is the bigger phone that folds out into a kind of a mini tablet. Yes, um, yes. So you've got your normal size phone when it's closed, mm -hmm. uh, front screen, uh, which is is tall. It's 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 a very tall phone. Yeah, Samsung phones tend to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's tall and thin. If, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean, it's like the just the viewing it. Normally, it just seemed a bit 
out of scale. Yeah, no, the, the Samsung, ever since the Galaxy S8, they've gotten very, the aspect ratio on them has been very, mm. like, you know, not not as wide, if you will. It's about 20 to 1 or something, yeah. which is great for one-handed mode if you're into that yes. kind of thing. But yes. I don't use one-handed mode myself. I like a yeah. wider screen. Yeah, I do. Honest. I prefer yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. So, but when you open it up anyway, um, again, same same screen, um, or sorry, it's the same size outside screen, the mm -hmm. internal screen, same size as well, okay. but it's brighter. Right. And again, this also gets a Snapdragon 8 processor. Yeah, and Gen 2 and most likely, hinge. yeah. Yes, it is Gen 2, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, better hinge. Again, uh, same camera, mm -hmm. uh, same battery, yep. but more storage. More storage. Yeah. So, okay. um, welcome upgrade all around. And... Um, that was coming in at around $1,800. So you're probably talking about 2,000 euros over here or plus. Oof. So that's a lot to pay for a phone. It's a, yeah, it's a hell <coughs> of a lot. lot. It is. No, I still say... Or I, a tablet even, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still say I would love a foldable phone. I do like the really? idea of a normal size phone that will fold in half. I do okay. like that. I would like something smaller. Uh, so the iFlip then? The iFlip, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, Shawnee wouldn't be caught dead with an Android. So anything <laughs> Google or for that matter. <laughs> um, no, no, I'll stick with my Apple stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll stick with them. I'm quite happy with it. But um, I'm, go I'm just going to wait for my roll-up phone. The roll-up phone, yeah. yeah like, get, uh, what was that TV show again? Yeah, we said it before last time and I tried to remember the name, but now actually we talked about it the last Earth time. Final Conflict. Uh, that's the one. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Um, although... I'm sure a better design than that. Yeah, yeah, the, the camera on that looked bigger than my watch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, um, right, uh, right. Uh, now, both of those phones have an IPX8 rating. Okay, right. so it's dustproof. Uh, no, you see, th this is, I, I actually had to look this up because okay. you know the way you get your IP67, IP68, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So the X inside in an IPX8 rating. Yeah. It, the, those two figures at the end, the the six and the nine, or the six and the seven, or the yeah, X and yeah. the eight, X means it's not dustproof. Oh, right, and eight means it's splashproof. Right, right. So you have to like mm. the, 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 the you've got your IP, and then the two digits are dust and water. I see. Right. So I actually didn't know that until when, when they said IPX eight. I kind of mm. went. Excellent. Second now, they're usually IP67s or IP69s. Right, no, I think seven is the splash proof and then eight is, you know, it can survive for a few meters for X amount of minutes or something like that. So IP68 oh, yeah. would be what your iPhones are and what yeah. your, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I probably, I, I, you know what, I might go looking that up in the next, uh, in the next podcast. We mm. will, uh, I'll, we'll I'll talk about delve into it. I'll have, yeah, I'll have all the, for all the really hardcore techies, I'll have all the ratings available and I'll go along through them one by one. Look, I just don't drop your phone you. in the toilet or in it, into <coughs> yeah. a glass of water or a glass of beer, okay? Follow yeah. the same rules as you did 10 years ago. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. hang on to it. So anyway, there. so it's not dustproof and it's splash or kind of um, temporarily like kind of dip into something proof yeah uh, not not <laughs> 10 meters <laughs> yeah not 10 meters down in the in the in the ocean proof anyway uh right and then uh after that we had the galaxy watch 6 right right and they they they're they're bringing back the classic design on this now yeah. um which, which had the rotating bezel That's and you've got your normal one as well i can't remember if the 5 um, had the classic version but the 4 I, did yeah i 
I was trying to remember this as well. And again, I suppose I probably should have gone looking this up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> we should have gone looking this up. Uh, anyway, um, I, I think, yeah, they skipped the classic design in the five. Right. I think okay. they did. Uh, right. So this now is, the, the, in the presentation, they really concentrated on sleep tracking. Oh, yeah. And being able to tell you whether you got good sleep or not. Mm. Right. Now, as I was watching it, I was kind of going, well, when I get up in the morning, and my watch says to me, you didn't sleep well last night. I'm kind of going, well, I know because I feel wrecked. Like I know that already. Yeah. And they can show your metrics and they can say, oh, you're only like half an hour of REM sleep in the night and you're tossing and turning or mm-hmm. you're snoring and kept yourself awake, that kind of thing. But it didn't seem to give any advice on how to fix these issues. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So I would like if it kind of, if, if they're going to concentrate on, on sleep metrics, I think they should also give some things of like what you could do in terms of like, I don't know, lowering temperature or increasing temperature or changing mattress or food or Mm -hmm. consuming more water, that kind of thing. Um, More ventilation in the room if snoring is keeping you awake, that kind of thing. Uh, So I would like if they would give more advice based on I think, I think they might be trying to avoid a lawsuit with that one. Perhaps. Mm, perhaps, yeah. And the intent would be uh, to get you to go to your doctor or something to that effect. If, if the stats are worrying and continuously worrying, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Actually, mm. yeah. Maybe, maybe they're going to, yeah, maybe, I suppose, yeah, given, and, and given never advice. Never, is a, but, yeah. yeah, but never say never. They might find an algorithm where they can get a bunch of doctor's advice and just cram it in there and let, you know. Chat GPT tell yeah, you what's wrong yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a bit of AI. A bit of AI will tell you exactly yeah. what's... And when it has a grudge over you, then... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> all the AIs have been proven that they can be made very biased very, very quickly. Biased and malicious. Yes, yeah. right. And I was listening to, um, you know, Dermot and Dave. Uh, they're no yes. longer on the air together, but uh, their legacy lives on. And I remember I was listening to them on the way into work one morning, not too long ago, maybe a couple of months. And, you know, um, Dermot's into his uh, fitness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying that uh, he woke up uh, that morning and his watch or whatever he was, whatever smart device was tracking his sleep, mm-hmm. told him he had a crappy sleep. And he said, well, when I saw that, it made me feel terrible. <laughs> like so it, it mentally like put into his head he had a crap sleep and now he feels terrible going into the day so it can uh-huh. affect you psychology like you know psychologically yeah. as well in yeah, that kind of respect that is, that is true yes it can yeah. do yeah yeah that's it's like somebody walking up to you and saying, hey you mm. look terrible yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. you might you might have felt like you had a good sleep and then your your watch tells you you didn't so now mm. you feel terrible all of a sudden yeah mm, so yeah yeah, let's see, let's see where they go on that. Maybe the uh, maybe the advice side of things is me just wishing, but something that they yeah. can't really do because yeah, as, never I, as, say as, never. I think, as I think about it, like what can they what can they legitimately advise you on? Yeah, uh, right. What else is in the watch uh, six? Um, it's got Wear OS four inside right. it. Is this the first device that has Wear OS four? I think I coming out. I don't know if it's the first one or not. Um, Did Google's devices have? I uh, don't know, and I and I don't know. I don't think it's been released yet. Mm. So um, I'm not sure if the yeah. Pixel Watch or anything else. Uh, which will likely get it, of course, but yeah, when it's really. going to get it, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Pricing-wise, then on the watch was um, 
Two nine nine for the normal one dollars and three nine nine for the classic. All right, and not bad. Same so, prices before. Yeah, so add fifty or sixty quid onto those euros for yeah. ourselves over here. Right. Finally, then in the Galaxy Samsung Galaxy Unpacked event, you had the Tab S nine. Oh yeah. So this is Snapdragon eight again. Okay. AMOLED display on it, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything else <laughs> newsworthy in it. It's a tablet. I, yeah, it was just <laughs> it's a fast it's tablet. Just a tablet. Yeah. Um there didn't seem to be anything else on it that kind of made mm. me look and kind of go, oh wow, that's new or anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's just, just in, another tablet with yeah, a faster exactly. processor and a better mm-hmm. display. An incremental so, upgrade, basically. And, that's yeah, it. yeah. Uh, which a lot of tech is these days at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, everything mm-hmm. is incremental. Uh there are rumors though, just uh, because I've been talking for Android devices so long now I have to kind of oh, no. give myself a fix. Oh, there no. are rumors that USB-C is coming to the iPhone 15 that will be yeah. launching yeah. next month. I also heard a ridiculous, and it's never likely to happen, rumor that they're going to retrofit USB-C onto iPhone 14s as well. Nah. There was nah. some there was some leak or something nah. like that, and all the tech sites were blowing up about it, Like, but that is just not Apple's MO. No, no they, they wouldn't do that. They'll never do it. No, they wouldn't do that. No. They, wouldn't go, they wouldn't go doing that. Unless they were forced to, but like if they... If but you know the way there's EU laws now saying that there you have, have USB-C if you want to sell mm-hmm. a device. So they always sell last year's models. They, yeah. Right? Yeah. So unless... It's exempt because it came out a certain correct. time. That's what I'm correct. thinking. Yeah. yeah, correct. That's exactly where it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of the rumors are saying that it could be a Thunderbolt port because oh. they're saying that maybe the cameras might shift up towards 6K or 8K video. Oh. Right. And if you're doing that at ProRes mm-hmm. format then you're going to have really, really big files. Yeah. So you need a fast connection to get those files off the device. Absolutely. And you remember your lightning <coughs> port was only USB 2 in terms of yeah. speed. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So if the, now may, maybe something like the Pro model might get it. Mm-hmm. Like that, uh, that. It might, might be just standard yeah. USB-C, yeah. Yeah, the, like the, the, regu- the regular ones would be USB-C. Mm. The Pro model then would be a Thunderbolt port. Yeah. And <clears throat> that brings its own... Uh, mess into it because I, I find it actually very hard to keep up with it at the moment because you've got USB-C, you've, mm-hmm. got, <clears throat> you've got Thunderbolt yeah, and they're both the exact same connector mm-hmm. but they have different transfer speeds. Oh, they do. Yeah, and totally like, and that's, that's, that's only tipping the iceberg. Look, the whole mm. USB um, specs have gone awry completely. Like, you know, mm. like I, I don't know which generation of what version is what yeah. anymore. It's just yeah. completely bonkers. And then you go get your cables mm. and the cable that you buy... Matters. Because they, they, they look identical. They look identical, they, but they have yeah. more pins in some of them. Yeah, yeah but you can't see those. Yeah, and, and most of them don't even have the proper like symbols on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't know yeah. if it's a ton Thunderbolt connector or not. Yes. Um, so if you do want to get Thunderbolt speeds and it is a Thunderbolt connector, you have to have a Thunderbolt cable, that which looks is, identical to your USB-C cable. Right. And that again is, um, you know, the fault of the USB standards or yes. whatever committee is involved yeah. with that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is a bit of a mess. It is. Yeah. 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 There's lots of videos on YouTube about it though. So, Wasn't it um, much yeah. easier when you just had lightning or <laughs> the old 30 pin connector? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> If you just had one, and the, that was the Nokia it. Nokia charger, that was uh, good too. <laughs> yeah, and they messed up when they changed their chargers. Actually, remember when they went to that that smaller? Like everybody had a Nokia charger back in the day. Oh yeah. And then they went to the smaller one, the tiny one. Yeah, uh, I didn't have made that it much smaller. And like I just remember like, they changing it, and then the smaller one, everybody who had one, hmm. it broke. 
because it was ah. so flimsy. It was a tiny little yeah, connector yeah, on it. Yeah. And it always broke because some people were pulling it in and out too fast and mm -hmm. it just cracked or not cracked, just bent. And then it was the thing was just gone. That was it. Yeah. Um, but that, that really like that, Nokia made a big um, boo-boo on that one anyway. Uh, right. <laughs> We've kind of gone off topic on that a small bit. Uh, let's go back oh, oh, to... Sorry, just one more thing yeah. about the iPhone 15. Apparently I heard that the release is going to be delayed by about a month. So the, oh, really? I heard that maybe there won't be a September event. It might be October. Yeah. No, it's supposed to be kind of mid-September. Mm. Um, unless there's supply chain issues, then maybe. That's what I heard. There was some issue. Yeah. So we're yeah. hoping that the next time you hear us, uh, that that that, um, that we'll be talking about the the iPhones and the whatever else they they release they on the right. day. Yeah. There'll probably be some refresh to maybe things like the Mac Mini or the iMac. Actually, the iMac I think is really due an upgrade. Um, so mm. uh, an upgrade in processor and speed, or sorry, in screen size, or yeah. processor and screen size. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe there'll be. Uh, some information on that. Now, I think we might be taking a break, Dave, next month. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I have an idea for something, but I'll, I'll come back to that later on. So the next time we're back live, we will hopefully have a whole... Uh, a whole episode all on Apple, so keep me nice and happy. <laughs> right. Let's go back to the Galaxy Tab S9 right. and just, they have three versions of it. Oh. Uh, so you've got your standard S9, which will be about $800, the S9 Plus uh, where for $999, and the S9 Ultra mm -hmm. for $1,200. Uh, don't ask me the difference between all of them. I presume it's just... And at least uh, it's not the screen. S9 Pro Max Ultra. <laughs> yeah. Max it should be the Max biggest. Plus. And then Ultra somehow is bigger than the maximum. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I did the naming stuff. Is South, know, Park, South Park did that brilliantly in one of their episodes anyway, where you had all the different companies were all Max Plus something <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, right. I, that was Galaxy Unpacked. Um it was, it was like, as I say, the Z Flip and the Z Fold 5s mm -hmm. are good upgrades. So if you are looking, um, if you're looking to get something new and get into the foldable, de foldable devices, my recommendation would be the Z Flip 5. I think that is a great device. Oh, I, okay. And I would, if it ran iOS, I'd buy it in the morning. So I would definitely, I'd, <laughs> and I'd put up at the crease, I'd put up at the crease on the screen, just because I could have a phone that is small and do all the bits and pieces I want and open it up whenever I need to. Yeah. Um, now, I am going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. And this this is kind of leading on from the fact that I'd want some, a smaller device. Right? Okay. Um, so, first of all, over in the UK, Vodafone and Tree are talking about a merger. Right. Mm. So, I don't know would that... Would that come over to here then as well? Like if they did merge over yeah. there, would that come over to Ireland as well? Well, it's it's not set in stone because you got to mm. remember three and O2 merged over here, and O2 mm. is basically merging Virgin Media over there. Yeah, so yeah. it's they're they're setting up a new thing over in the UK called Merge Co. That's the new entity. <laughs> I, know uh, I, merge, I know Merge Co. is great, <laughs> isn't it? Say what you see, mm -hmm. uh, and they. It, it's it's all subject to regulatory approval, as mm -hmm. all these deals usually are. Anyway, yeah. it would give them a customer base of 27 million people over there That's if crazy. it goes ahead. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have to see what would happen over here. Mm -hmm. um, but Vodafone 
and bear with me on this. I'm getting to where I want to go on this. All right. <laughs> Vodafone recently launched one number in Ireland. That's right. Yes, right. Now, long-term listeners will know that I have been griping about the fact that there is no eSIM support over here for mobile devices. And yet, Vodafone, just about a month ago or six weeks ago, launched the one number scheme where you can have the same number on your mobile device as you have on your phone. So you can leave your phone at home and you can head out with just your mobile device. And God, I want to catch one of them and wring their necks. <laughs> because they have decided to go, they've decided to ignore the biggest market out there, which is the Apple Watch, yeah. which, which is like, no matter what way you look at it, it is the biggest selling smartwatch on the planet. Right. <laughs> and actually in, I think, it, I think, was it 2022 or something like that? It was, I think, the biggest selling watch. Like it outstripped, like even Swatch for numbers and Rolex and things like that in right. terms of the number okay. of of watches it shipped. Um, it might have been either twenty twenty one or twenty two, but anyway, this is the biggest market, and they've decided to roll it out under just with the Galaxy Five and Galaxy Four smartwatches. That's correct. So maybe they're doing that because they're rolling it out kind of like on a test basis, and they didn't want to be overwhelmed. And they mm -hmm. want to make sure they get the process right. The staged rolling, so, yeah. yeah. So if they say that they're going to do it for the mm -hmm. Galaxy series, then they'll be able to get all three people in the country on their network um, on <laughs> who will order for a Galaxy. So all three people in Ireland who have a Galaxy watch, mm -hmm. cellular, <laughs> will get on the plan and then they'll be able to test those well, people. Look, I, I'm gonna, look, let's be straight here. Because yeah. like, how many people would have an Apple watch with cellular in this country? Well, um, no. I actually do know of one person okay. who bought one maybe two years ago okay. because they were like on the hope of, I'm buying one. They were abroad. They bought it yeah. and the whole thing of surely it's going to launch soon and I'll have my cellular one ready. Now, it has had no cellular since. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. it's sitting just like a normal watch on his phone uh, or on his wrist. Um, that can't do any cellular on it. So nothing he can do about it. Right. Uh, but I would say not very many people have the cellular version. But I know that if it was available in the morning, I would upgrade immediately. I would go straight away and get a cellular version hmm. if, this, if, I, if I could get it onto a network on a plan. And simply because this is now where I was going with the whole thing of, if I can't have a foldable iPhone then I would be quite happy to be able to go out for a walk, a run, or go out in the evening for a meal or a pint and just have my watch on my wrist. Leave the phone at home, no distractions, but yet if there's an important text or phone call, I can take it. Mm. And it just means that like if, if I, like I, I don't have to be talking to my wrist, I can just put in my headphones and, and it'll link up. Um, and but, and, and if, if there is... Uh, a text message, I can reply to it by talking to the to it, like telling Siri, like respond with this. Which dictation is quite good actually nowadays when you're when you're talking back to it. So I've I've been using that quite a lot now of actually really? okay. of, of actually just mm. seeing the the response back, and it dictates it. I'd say ninety percent correctly. Yeah, like I'm not nearly as mad about this feature as you are, but yeah. it is definitely. <sighs> Very late to the party in this country. Very late. Yeah. Very late. Uh, and the UK is in yeah. much better, just slightly. Yeah, it's not, exactly. It's not, like all yeah. the networks over there don't have it either. Yeah. So. so 
Hopefully, I'm still holding out hope. I'm I when I first heard the advert on the radio yeah. that they were after launching one number. By God, I was absolutely delighted. I went straight onto their website, found the web page, and then it said only available for these watches. And look, I was like, ah. If I was as excited for this feature as you were, I would look at it like this: progress. <laughs> It will come to the Apple Watch. At least now that you know that they're doing it, they're, they're, they've started. We didn't yes. know anything before. We, yes. we didn't know when this was going to happen. Now you have an idea. So hopefully within a year, hopefully it doesn't yeah. take that long, they will hopefully, get to that point. Hopefully I'll be able to say that my Christmas present will be a cellular watch. <laughs> <laughs> so not that far away. Oh. Right. Uh, let's get on with some other general news anyway, Dave. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the ones I had here is... Uh, and again, uh, we've talked about this a few times before. So now, uh, Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN, all those are doing another price hike. They're all the same company, aren't they? Um, I think they are. Actually, yeah. yes. Yeah, they're they, all, they hold, Disney yeah, think, yeah, yeah. yeah, Disney owns all of them, actually. Mm. I did hear a rumor that, um, I know, there was one of these rumor sites and they said that, like, oh, Apple was going to buy ESPN. <laughs> and I was like, that makes no sense at all. Like, why yeah. would Disney even sell ESPN? Uh, but anyway... Um, the there it, it's a price hike and it's um, kind of like I think it's something like a thirty percent increase in thirty percent yeah and, and, and like Disney a dollar did a, or two yeah. Disney did a price hike last year yeah and they're doing another one this year oh, now like what we were talking about earlier on about this this kind of uh, tipping point with advertising mm -hmm. in 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 different media I think they're these price hikes, because like Netflix have put up their prices, Loads, yeah. uh, Amazon have put up their prices, uh, now with Disney put up their prices, Sky always put up their prices anyway, it's like as though every month they just add another <laughs> dollar onto it, um, or euro. But anyway, um, this price hike again this year is absolutely, I, I think they're, they're getting to gouging level now, uh, where they're not going to keep the market they're all pushing up and up and up the whole time. And I think they've gone overboard. I think like I have canceled my, I used to have Netflix and Disney. I've canceled right. both of those. Right. Because I just got sick of the continuous price hikes. And this whole idea that was there years ago of cord cutting. Yeah. There's a reason why all these people are going back to their packages again from their, the, the different cable operators or the like the satellite operators mm -hmm. there's a reason because all these other ones <clears throat> which were cheap to have at the time yeah so you could have three or four different for the price of what you were paying per month for your subscription to one of the providers the aggregate providers i'll call them where you get all your free channels right uh <clears throat> they were for the same price you could have had three or four different streaming services mm -hmm. with all the content you wanted yeah and no ads right now, it's probably more expensive to go on their ad-supported tiers than it was back then. And if you wanted to go on the, on the non-ad-supported tier, they're so expensive that it now makes sense to go back to your subscriber, right? your, your aggregate subscriber. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you know if that uh, price increase is global or because it mentions Hulu, is it just US only? 
Well, Hulu, Hulu is ju- just US, yeah, right? That's right. But the, and actually, I'm not sure about, can you subscribe to ESPN over here? I think you can. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll have to check that up. Um, and the Disney Plus one will be global. Um, not, it'll be in the US straight away, but yeah. then it'll come to um, the rest of the world. Um, I think Lovely. it'll be, um, I think it'll be sometime maybe November or December before it starts getting, uh, getting a price hike over here. And apparently they're, Disney are also launching their ad supported um, tier in different countries anyway as well. Mm-hmm. So now that you've got, now that you've got all these ones doing an ad supported tier, so you might as well go back to your aggregate provider, your cable operator thing or your Sky, something like that, and get mm-hmm. your ads anyway, because it's the same thing. Because <laughs> you know that they're going to start out giving you two ads per 15 minutes. And then by the time, in a year's time, there's going to be like five minutes of ads five minutes of content, five minutes of ads, five, because they're going to overload it. Like what they, they do with everything, they're just going to they overload will. it and you'll have no choice. So, um, yeah. Now, on that note, I think next month I'm going to dig out one of our archives where I talked about the Flex server mm-hmm. and the card, the card. Well, I suppose it wasn't, it was kind of, it's not cord cutting. It was uh, using your Serview or your FreeSat to get your TV that way. So I'm going to dig out that and I think I'll play that for the listeners next month. So anybody who is getting sick of these price hikes, maybe next month you might be able to get something off it and uh, we might, uh, you might, might just take some tips and tricks away from it and go, go back to your old Serview boxes again right, and, yeah. and use that and get one with a DVR on it. So I'll, I'll <laughs> dig that out anyway. Right, we're nearly at the end of the show, Dave. So uh, I'm going to wrap up with a few other things. Did you hear about um, AMD with their uh, their their CPUs are vulnerable to uh, this inception yes. data leak hack? Yeah, I right. did. I you're, did. A, you're an AMD man. I am. Uh, have you updated your BIOS, or is there an update available for it? Well, um, I do have one of the affected processors, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, uh, there was an update recently for a previous mm-hmm. vulnerability, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing new yet for this one, I don't think. Right, okay. Um, I, apparently, there's uh, problems with Intel processors as well. There, There is a different Slightly attack. Slightly older them. generations of those. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. So if someone was to update their, like if, they, if, if you do have an AMD that's a vulnerable to this inception mm-hmm. attack, right, the bias updates... It's not for the faint-hearted, is it? Like, you, like, how yeah. would you get that bias update? Do you have to go and right. download it for your main board, or do you get it from AMD, or what do you get? Yeah, I mean, like, unless you're running a Dell or something like that, where it's a mm. lot easier, just punching your service tag, and it'll give you updates for it, including your BIOS. If you have the Dell app as well, it will update your BIOS um, just in Windows and stuff like yeah. that. But if you're a custom builder like myself, you have like a, an Asus or Gigabyte or MSI motherboard, you have to go to the motherboard's website yeah. to the specific page for your motherboard. It has to be the exact one. Yeah. You need to download the exact BIOS for your board, and right. obviously they'll they'll have um, the BIOS listed by dates and stuff like yeah. that. So if it's a new BIOS, you'd know. Well, if you are a self builder, mm-hmm. then chances are you do know the board and the processor you have, and you're mm-hmm. you're not the target market for this advice because you know already what to do. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Some um, people just build for the first time, but they still don't know the technical uh-huh. in and outs okay. of this stuff. Right. Um, okay. But so after so, that, then you get a zip file. You have to put it onto a USB key, and you have to go into your BIOS, and then go to the flash section of your BIOS, and then flash from your USB key, in, right. in a nutshell. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so that, that's the quick and easy yeah. way of doing it. And I'm just going to give a last one then, Dave. Um, there's a company called Cloud Cards, um, and 
They're a limerick company and they have announced that they're expanding their operations and have raised 1.4 million in um, in the funding round mm-hmm. and they're going to be doubling their headcount. So that is great. That's Barry and Brian Fitzgerald and uh, they are uh, two Limerick brothers nice. and uh, they're going to be expanding and uh, it's great to see that in Limerick. It's great to bring the local news here. Local of, talent. Yeah, local talent <laughs> and uh, brilliant to see all those. Uh, they're in the aviation industry anyway so uh, you can go and Google cloud cards and have a look at that. But uh, great to see that anyway. And they're going to be doubling their headcount, which is brilliant. More jobs for the locality. Great stuff. So Dave, that's another edition of the Tech Post uh, brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and the Limerick Post newspaper. And the Tech Post is sponsored by the .ie registry. Go to www.wear.ie. Okay, thanks a million, Dave. And we shall talk to you again pretty soon. Uh, October. yeah, I'll go dig out the uh, the stuff on the TV first for the next episode. And Excellent. then after that, we'll be back with loads of Apple news. Right. Talk to you again, Dave. Bye. Bye. Tech Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. It also goes out as part of the podcast feed from the Limerick Post where you can get this show and loads more great shows. Please give us a rating and review if you like this show in whatever podcast app you use. Key music is by Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can get their great music on Apple Music and Spotify and production assistance from Eric Fitzgerald.